Welcome to Federal Sense with your friendly HR guy. Hello. This is your friendly HR guy again. Um, I got an email from a fan, new manager, and he actually started a couple weeks ago and wants to know what advice do I got for new managers. Um, I think most of this has come up uh, through the other, you know, um, the other episodes, but let me narrow it down to two because I know a lot of people's attention spans are bad. Um, I got two pieces of advice for brand new managers. This is the stuff that I see is kind of a fundamental mistake new managers make where they kind of set themselves up for failure for, you know, their entire career. And they just kind of, it's like quicksand, and they never really get out of it because they set themselves up and they begin that, that, that first supervisor job, you know, the wrong way. So uh, before that, is anybody else's agency going through a remote telework revolution? Uh, well, you can't be the only ones. I'm assuming everyone, now that COVID is starting to slow down and agencies are kind of figuring out things, um, it's interesting because I'm seeing on USA Jobs, I'm seeing a lot of announcements for remote positions, especially for supervisors. And it looks like a lot of agencies, I see the VA out there, it looks like everything, it, you know, except for obviously the nurses and doctors, but all that, that admin support, HR, accounting, that kind of stuff, that's all going remote. And that just creates a, a competition, you know, so I'm imagining it's, it's like wildfire. Send me an email if you got, um, you know, let me know what your agency is doing. If you got anything interesting to say about what's going on with your remote telework situation. I know a lot of agencies are fighting it and, you know, it's the future. You're going to lose. I mean, you're, you're going to have such a problem recruiting if you don't offer remote in a, in an admin support, you know, something that can be virtual that has been for the past two and a half years, uh, you know, almost three now, you're not going to be able to compete if you're going to make them come in one day a week. It it seems like a little bit, but the, everyone's going to be looking for a remote jobs. So you'll get people, they just won't be very qualified. So uh, you managers out there filling jobs and trying to fight remote, let, let me hear your, your thoughts. Why do you need to go into the office? Uh, I'm hearing, uh, and, and the one I work at, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing all these great reasons why we got to go into the office and I'm just looking at them like you're not going to win this is this let's say we do this and and we we keep we we stomp our foot and we we said you know we're going to stick strong to this right that's great and when you pull a cert there's going to be two people on it and they're not going to be qualified so with remote you can literally pick from everyone in the country you know what I mean it a lot of people don't mind working, you know, three hours ahead or whatever, you know, and you'll get the best employees in the country. Think about that. Think about having a, you, these remote jobs, they're limited to 75 people, 100 people. I saw one for 200 people. And that's because they probably pulled a cert with 2,000 names on it. But I'm going to tell you, that's going to that's gonna be an awesome problem to have, isn't it? Picking from uh, 100, 150 super qualified people that... It's the future. So, yeah, so shoot me an email. It's a little, um, I'm curious to see what the other agencies are doing. Uh, so back to my two pieces of advice.
for for new managers. So I got a request, and you know, I figured let me put it in a little episode here. Um, so two two pieces of advice for new managers. First one, delegate. If you can delegate something, delegate it. The biggest mistake managers make first time you're a manager, there's a guilt that's going to wash over you that you don't have as much work or perceived as much work as your employees. And a lot of that is kind of inflicted by your employees. They're, they, they pretty much spend their entire day complaining about how busy they are. And a lot of managers internalize that and they feel guilty and, oh, that's okay, I'll take care of it for you. And, oh, I'll do this and I'll do that. And you are the best employee. That's why they promoted you, right? You know, you're, you're probably the most experienced. That's why you're the boss. So, of course, you can do it quicker. And isn't that so much easier just to do the work yourself? And you end up setting yourself up where you don't realize it, but it can't. It's it's impossible. If everything goes perfect, you'll get everything done. Well, guess what? It's that's not going to happen. If it can be delegated to a subordinate, delegate it to a subordinate. Let them impress you by their multitasking and their ability to you know, prioritize the work and get all this stuff done, right? And that's what PMAP is for. You, 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 you reward them for a successful job. And if they can't figure it out, great. Here's a good challenge for you to learn how to prioritize your work. This is a skill set you're going to need to move up. I'm delegating this to you. Example, you've got a weekly meeting uh, from the facilities office about, you know, the status of all the bathroom toilets or whatever meeting that you don't really add specifically anything other than maybe a note or two, which you can give to your employee. Now, I'm not saying that you necessarily say, I'm, you know, tell the people running it, I'm no longer going to do this, I'm too busy. But what you do is you say, hey, you know, you know, Johnny Q, my, my average employee that maybe needs something else to do, uh, tell you what, this week, can you go to uh, the facilities meeting for me? And uh, here's a couple notes if, if they ask. And if they ask you something else, just tell them you'll, you'll shoot them an email uh, and, and find out for them. Um, boom, you just got an hour out of the week that you can now do important things. If there's a report you have to do and it doesn't require, you know, the sensitive information that your subordinates can't have or some kind of, you know, my, my, my old supervisor at another agency used to give me the general's briefing slideshow. And it, it seemed, yeah, you know, like a small thing, but it was cool because I, I got exposed to all these other departments who I'd have to reach out to and say, hey, what's your recruitment numbers? And hey, what what's, uh you know... Uh, uh, which certs are out, you know, all that kind of stuff. And the, it was correlating, you know, getting all this information together and, and putting it in a presentation and kind of having getting more experience with PowerPoint and, um, you know, following up with people. It really built a skill set that my supervisor didn't need to build. She'd probably been doing it for a decade, right? So by delegating something that anyone could do, not only did it free up an hour or two and probably four or five hours a month because you had to email like 15 offices and get their information and it was a, it was a pain. By her delegating it, 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 it exposed me to these other areas. It got me more experience with Excel. It got me 
um, uh, uh, more communication with outside entities, which helped me learn the business. And, and you know, I, I became someone that can answer a lot of questions that equal graded people couldn't because they had never talked to this department or they didn't understand how, um, how uh, you know, uh, the Pathways program worked or, or, or stuff like that. So delegate everything that you can delegate be selfish it's gonna it's gonna be hard as a new manager because you're like you're rolling up your sleeves and i'm gonna just i'm gonna impress the hell out of my new boss that's gonna set you up for failure you'll be able to do it for six months you'll be burnt out in nine months within two years you're gonna be looking for any job to get out of there and it's your fault you delegate to your employees everything that can be done Every hour of your day should be doing stuff that no one else in your office can do. And if that means you set yourself up with four hours of work a week, fine. Let me tell you what you're going to do the rest of your week. When you delegate all that stuff that doesn't need you there, meetings, reports, uh, even, even helping the new guy learn something, get your subject matter expert to do that. Give them that experience. Give her that experience of training somebody and and the stuff that you could do very easily, have them do it. Because now you've got all this time, you can do on-the-spot corrections. When you see something that went wrong, you can you have time to pull them aside and go, okay, this is wrong. Here's why it's wrong. Here's how we want to do it. This is the, the, the impact if you do it this way. Here's how to better do it. You can do audits. When's the last time you're a new manager... When's the last time you looked at your shared drive and saw how everyone was saving their work and the naming convention they were using to save the reports? And, you know, when's the last time? And, and if you're a new manager, you don't see this. But if you don't do it my way, you're not going to have time to say, let me go into this employee shared folder and see when's the last time they backed up their stuff to the shared drive. Are they doing it the way I want them to do? What happens if this guy wins the lottery and never comes back. Are we going to be able to have all of the stuff he's working on? Where is it saved? How is it saved? Do we have shared emails where all this stuff is saved somewhere that we can pick up? What if he gets sick and is out for three weeks, right? Are we going to have that continuity of, of operations, right? This is the stuff you're doing as a new manager, creating these systems, ensuring that the office is working correctly, and this is not being reactive, right? This is being proactive. You don't have time for that unless you're delegating everything that has that, that can be done by your subordinates. And you get into a new office, this is not what your subordinates want to hear. Hey, guess what, Sarah? You're going to be doing this report now. Obviously, they don't want to hear it. But I'm going to tell you, delegating everything and getting them that experience of doing the work that they they can physically do. You know, you're not going to give them stuff that they don't have access to it. Or, it, you know, let's say you have to sign off on it. Great, I'm delegating it to you. Send it to me and I'll sign off on it. Get them to do the mundane work that they can do. It'll expose them to different parts of the job. Maybe it'll teach them they don't want to do that part of the job. Maybe it'll, whatever it is, but they'll get, I'm really good at PowerPoint now because I had to do this general report once a month. Right, I got real good at figuring out how to make things look good, how, how to get these things to change colors and whatnot. My boss, if she didn't delegate that to me, when would I have had to do that? 
when I got her job and then and then now I'm I'm trying to figure it out. No, delegate everything. This will allow you to do on the spot corrections, audits, those emergencies that pop up. When emergencies do pop up, you can't prevent them all, but when they do pop up, now you'll be able to do them because you're not in meetings about facilities toilets and you're not working on a PowerPoint that anyone could do. You can handle these things that your subordinates can't handle, right? If someone drops a ball, let's say one of your good employees, and they're all good, right? One of your good employees calls out sick, and now you've got to pick up, you've got to go into a shared drive, you've got to pull that report that it was due today. Oh, it's mostly done, let me jump in there and just knock this out because it's due in six minutes. You can now do this because you've delegated everything out. So, so advice one for new managers, delegate, delegate, delegate. If it can be delegated, don't feel guilty, delegate it. Figure out who's doing what. They can take turns. It doesn't matter. Delegate. Two, create systems in your office of what to do, who's doing it, as though today is the busiest day of the year. And what I mean by that is, do your employees call you up or email you saying, I'm not sure what to do here. Do you have time to help me? and you drop everything and go help them, hey, it's not a busy day, let me go help them. Oh yeah, sure, give me a call, we'll go over it. You're now creating an expectation from your employees, this is a system, you're creating an expectation that you will drop everything and help them, and they don't have to do research, they don't have to figure it out, and then they get used to that. You've created a system where you're always available to your employees, even if you're busy, and sometimes you can't. The problem is, if, you know, seven, eight, nine times out of ten, you're able to drop everything and help them, that one time out of ten that you can't, everything shuts down. The employee doesn't know what to do. You, you're where they go for help, and you're not available because you're busy, and they have no idea what to do. Instead, Example would be an employee calls you and says, hey, I, I, I'm not sure what to do with this. You go, yep, no problem. Let's meet tomorrow at 2 o'clock and go over this. And they go, well, it's, it's actually due by close of business today. Yeah, well, that's a problem. I can't, I, I can't drop everything right now. Why are you waiting to the last minute uh, to ask for help? This right here, you're teaching them. You're teaching them not to wait to the last minute. You're teaching them that, no, I'm not going to rescue you because of your poor planning, and we'll talk about it tomorrow at 2 o'clock. Maybe that conversation will be about poor planning and how you're waiting to the last minute to figure out you need help. You're creating the expectation from your subordinate that, no, I'm not going to do your research. I'm not going to drop everything and help you. Obviously, if it's an emergency, that would fall into that emergency you know, uh, uh, area I was talking about before that you had not have time for because you've delegated it out, you'll be able to determine on the spot, is this an emergency or is this just poor planning for my employee who's now panicking and needs help? Have they done any research? They've, they've just, the second they hit a barrier, they call me. If you're doing that as a new manager, you're setting yourself up for failure. If you're the rescue, utilize your subject matter experts. You know, if you've got an employee that's an expert at something, make them the go-to. Even though you can answer this question, go to Sharon. She's actually really good at that. She'll help you with that. 
It doesn't matter if you could have helped them. It doesn't matter if you had nothing going on the rest of the day. Teach your subordinates to go to those subject matter experts, to utilize their resources. It doesn't even have to be someone in your office. It could be like, you know, uh, uh, Terry in budgeting is actually really good at Excel. He might be busy, but go reach out to him. See if you can get, uh, you know, get some help. Now you're you're forcing them to create these relationships and these resources, you know, and and that's creating a system in your office that you're not the Mister Fix It or Miss Fix It of the office. Don't spread yourself out so that on a busy day everything collapses in your office because you're not there because you're sick. You're not there because you're on vacation or you're just busy handling emer emergency. So ironically, these the, the, the first two advices I have, that's not ironic. Uh, coincidentally, the two advices I have are actually connected. If you delegate everything that you possibly can, create those subject matter experts to kind of handle that training, handle that kind of stuff. And again, I'm, I'm really talking about admin jobs. With this new remote telework revolution going on a lot of admin jobs are telework and remote this is where the you've got to create those systems right because you're not out there looking at everything you've got to kind of set things up so they kind of work on their own right so this is really about admin jobs but i i've worked in non-admin jobs before law enforcement all hospitals and a lot of this stuff still applies. Even if you're in a hospital and you're the charge nurse or you're the, the manager of our nursing department, if if you are the go-to for everything, when you're busy, everything collapses. That's that's my, my advice number two for managers is don't make yourself the go-to. Don't create that system that everyone comes to you they don't do research they don't have they don't know anybody that knows anything you know that else you're the only person they know that can do this you're always available so this is great until you're not available and they don't know what to do you need to be building your subordinates network of subject matter experts their relationships with other people this is going to fail this is going to stop a one point of failure so if you're a manager and your system that you've created has one point of failure, meaning if one person calls out, we're done. You know, this is where cross-training comes in. So what I mean by creating a system in your office, cross-training. Everyone should be able to do and know how to do every other thing. Everything they're working on should be saved in a shared location that everyone can get to. The naming convention and how things are saved should be standardized so that I can find anything through the search bar. I go in and I put, you know, this application or this uh, review or this thing in a date, pops right up. Everyone is saving it the exact same way. That's creating a system to avoid one points of failure. A system where when you're busy, everyone knows what to do. When you're not busy, they don't know it because you've created these Here's how you do it. Here's the SOP. Here's how I want you to handle this. So that there should be no difference from a busy day and a not busy day. I've been in jobs where when I, when I would see my boss being busy, I would avoid him. And I'd be like, okay, don't go to him now. And I would just sit there going, all right, I got to figure this out. He's super busy and I know he's going to yell at me and let's avoid that. So what do I do? I have no idea. 
okay, let me, and I had to figure it out on my own. I would rather it been that when I went to him, he would send me somewhere else. He would challenge me, even though it, he wasn't busy, you create the system as though you're busy. And that's the key. So, so advice one is to delegate everything. Stop feeling guilty. If it can be done by a subordinate, it needs to be done by a subordinate. Because guess what? Your boss is doing the same thing to you. The second line supervisor, and now I'm talking to second line supervisors, I got the same advice to you. If it can be delegated, it should be. Only do the things that only you can do. On-the-spot corrections, auditing, these emergency pop-up things that only you can fix, the last-minute things that get dropped from people calling out or whatever it is. Trust me, there's going to be plenty of work out there. You don't have to worry about feeling guilty because you don't have enough work or you don't, you you know, uh, uh, oh, I want to be fair and every you know. No, no. Delegate everything that can be delegated. Somebody else can do it. And if they can't or they call out, you'll be there to help them. You need to free yourself up to manage that office, to audit that office. Is everyone saving everything correctly? Let's create those systems now, and that bleeds into point two. Create the systems that things ha happen, whether you're busy or not, whether you're there or not. When you're gone, everything should be handled the exact same way as though you're there. This is going to allow you to take vacations, not burn out, and you're not going to go crazy and leave. So new managers, you're sitting there. You don't know what to do. Picture, okay, this employee who's like the go-to lady, right? There's always one in the office, been there 40 years. Everyone goes to her. Great. She wins the lottery t today and is never seen again. What's What are we going to have a problem with? Well, she's the only one that knows how to do this, this, and this. Great. That needs to be point day one. Hey, Mrs. Jones, I want you to hold a class and show everyone how to do this. Let's get everyone access, and I'm going to start uh, uh, cross-training everybody so that they know how to do this. She'll fight you tooth and nail. I'm going to tell you that right now. They've been there 15, 20, 30 years doing this. They feel pride that they're the only ones that know how to do this. That task, that's her baby. You want to share the baby. She ain't going to want to share it. Trust me, share it. Because she doesn't want to share it because she's now losing her power in the office. So you, if you're a new manager, you don't know what I'm talking about, or maybe you do. A lot of doing the things I'm saying here, you're going to run into obstacles. So it's this is part of being a manager. This is why my third advice is run. You, it, this isn't for everybody. I like the agency I'm at. They do a lot of details. I don't think they've ever hired a manager without putting them on detail for six months. Let's see if they can handle it. Let's see what they think. If it ain't for you, run. It's hard. But if you set yourself up and you set the systems in place and you delegate and you, 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 you're smart about the work, it is a fun job because everything should handle itself. Everybody should know what they're supposed to do and there's not one point of failure, right? Create those systems. How do we do this? Oh, yeah, Mrs. Jones does that. She's been here forever. Okay, great. What happens if she wins the lottery and she's not here tomorrow? Uh, the place catches fire? You know, that that's not going to work. We need to figure that out. Every So that's step one. You walk in. 
She's gone. What do we do? He's gone. What do we do? I'm gone. What do we do? What can everybody should be able to do every part of the job? There should be no secrets. There should be nothing on your computer that no one can get to. Everything should be centralized in a shared drive, a shared email. Create a shared email where you dump emails of things that you know might be needed later on that you can search later on about. There's all kinds of great systems you can create that will avoid one point of failures and will avoid those the pitfalls of not having those systems and just kind of being reactive and reactionary and, oh, I'm not busy today. I can stop everything and help this employee with this and that. They will get used to that. And then when you are busy, just everything just explodes and you don't know why. So hope this helps for you new managers. Delegate and create those systems. Don't feel guilty. That's that's my advice to you. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel that guilt. Uh, part of the guilt is you got the job, and I bet the people you're supervising put in for the job. You're going to have to work with that too. There's a lot of guilt when you become manager. Just get over it. Trust me, you're going to have a lot more work to do. That guilt, you're just going to have to get over it because it it's a hard job. Run. That, that, that's, that's my final guidance. I uh, hope this helped. Uh, shoot me an email about your remote telework situation in, in the agency. I'm, I'm curious to see how everyone's doing it. I think there are a lot of agencies that are looking around going, I don't want to be the first one. Well, let's see what everybody else does. And uh, it, it's interesting. Nobody, everybody's fighting this remote thing. They, they don't, they, it's the future, people. I'm telling you, it's the future. With technology and everything, every job is, is getting further and further into the remote, especially that su support system. Um, you know, uh, medicine is getting very virtual, and if eventually AI is going to take over doctors' jobs. It's, it's, and then every doctor will be remote. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting. So uh, hope this helped. You new managers, good luck out there. We got a new year coming up. 2023, um, a new PMAP cycle for a lot of agencies. Every agency kind of picks a different one, but um, a lot of agencies do calendar, so they're about to uh, close out and open a new year. Hopefully, if you've uh, listened to the um, the PMAP uh, episodes, that gave you some advice. Uh, I got a couple emails asking about that. I might do another one of those, maybe a deep dive. Uh, I got a great example in an email. I might... Um, Use that as an example and build a couple elements that might help somebody out there. So um, good uh, good hearing from you on the emails. Keep them up and uh, hope this helped. Everyone have a good day. Have a question for the HR guy? Send it to federalsense at gmail.com.